0: Episode 7, Step 6, Time to Celebrate. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, hello, and thank you. Author, motivational speaker, trainer, coach, video blogger, and podcaster, Jeff Drozdowski, welcome into the DrozCast podcast, speaking of motivation and leadership. Folks, we're here. We are at the summit. We made it to the top. You have made it to your Mount Everest. We have reached our goal. What is your reaction? How are you gonna react? Having reached a few summits personally in my day, I can tell you it may not be what you expect. Think about that point for a minute while we review your final homework assignment before you reach or before we have reached summit of your goal. Your homework was, on a piece of paper, take 10 minutes and write down the scenarios in your life where doubt has crept in or creeps in often. What did you write down? Was it your first day of school as a child? What about your first day of high school? Maybe going off to college? How about graduation day in any of those scenarios? How about the first day at your first job, the first day at your first professional job after all of your schooling? How about that first time that you're put in a situation on a sporting field where it's a big game and you're the person who decides whether you're going to win or lose? Those are all huge scenarios. Doubt, anxiety, and nerves usually come in during... These and many other times in your life. <clears throat> I remember in the moments before I walked down the aisle on my wedding day, I had this rush of doubt. Nerves. Back in the day, they called it cold feet. For those of you out there are a bit younger, that's what we called it. Man, I started sweating and I got a little sick to my stomach. But then I saw my wife in her beautiful wedding dress And all those nerves went away because I knew I had made the right decision. Doubt can come in like a bull crashing into a china shop. Or it can come in subtly like a butterfly that lands on your shoulder. So quiet, so gentle, but you don't realize it is there until after it has been there for a while. One of the greatest lessons I was ever taught was from my mom. She never, never let me succumb to doubt or fear. If I came to her and said I wanted to do something, play a sport, uh, try a job at a certain place, she made me do it, no matter how scared or full of doubt I was. Leaving for college for the first time was really a memory that I'd like to forget. I was scared to death. My mom was scared to death because I was going away to school, being away from our home for the first time. But it's what I needed to do in order to grow. So we both fought the doubt, fear, I'm going to do that one again. So we both fought the doubt and fear, and on I went. The rest, they say, is history. Because we both overcame our doubt and fear, I sit before you today, talking into this microphone, helping you reach your goals and dreams, too. I haven't even mentioned the keyword yet that helps you overcome the doubts and fears that you have. It comes by a word, a good old-fashioned word, called bravery. Webster's Dictionary defines bravery as, the quality or state of having or showing mental or moral strength to face danger, fear, or difficulty. And may I add doubt into that as well. Miriam webster if you don't mind, I'd like to add that into the definition. <clears throat> now, for the sake of simplicity and knowing that I'm going to be dedicating an entire upcoming podcast to doubt, fear, and bravery, I'm just going to give you a basic description of of what bravery is, in my humble words. It is, quote, in the face of doubt and fear, the ability to put your chin up and mentally overcome the anxiety you are feeling feeling, until you are engrossed in the event that is causing you distress. Once you are in the middle of the event, you become more relaxed, you realize that others are going through the same internal experience you are, you realize you are not alone. And at the end of the day, you probably end up saying, now, why was I getting all worked up anyway? What was I getting all worked up about? I know for me that's happened many, many times. So again, more on this and more in detail on a soon-to-be-released DRAWScast. Now it's time to party! Celebration! Earlier in the episode, I asked you how you would react when your goal or dream became a reality. A lot of how you react is based on your personality. Boisterous, outgoing people may tend to jump up and down, hugging people who have helped them reach their goal. Uh, Dabbing, uh, dancing could be many, many ways that people outwardly show their excitement for having reached a goal. Others are just going to say, okay, okay. Great job, what's next? I'm guessing for most of us, all of you that are out there are probably going to fall in between those two reactions. My personal reaction may not be what you think uh, based on my outgoing and extroverted personality. Two stories to bring that point home. Both of them happened to be during my college days. The first one was the day I graduated from college. I was the first person in my family, if you remember back in episode one, I was the first person in my family to go away to a four-year college and actually graduate. So this was not just a first for me, but it was an entire first for my family. So my whole family came up to mid-Michigan where the ceremony took place. It was a windy, mild May day in mid-Michigan, and when I mean windy, I mean windy. The celebration, graduation, was in the football stadium and the wind was blowing in on an open end of the stadium. And it would come into that end of the stadium and it would flow down because the football stadium, the field was actually in the ground, so it would roar in between the aisles come down really hard into the stadium. And it was initially knocking over flags, chairs, uh, a lot of other things. It, it was a crazy windy day. They ended up having to put weights on the bottom of the seats and on the bottom of the flags uh, and anything that could have gotten blown away from the wind as well. The process, if you've never been to a college graduation, the the process, at least back in my day, uh, by the time the ceremony started and the keynote speaker did their thing, and by the time you finally got to go up on the stage and walk across the aisle, shake hands, and get that diploma, takes about two hours. So from the time the ceremony started, about two hours later, I walked across the stage, shook the hand of the person who gave me the diploma, walked to the other end, walked off, and my mom and my sister, my nephew, were jumping up and down in excitement. And I was just kind of stunned and disbelief. That was my reaction. The only thing that I really knew was is that at the end of the day, literally at the end of this day, that I was all packed up and ready to leave Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And I was going to drive home And unpack all my stuff that I had accumulated at college for the last four to five years. And probably take the rest of the weekend to relax and then start looking for a job. Getting out into the real world. I still was stunned a couple days later. I had just left everything that I knew and that was kind of in that preparation mode. Schooling, sports, sports. And from one simple walk across the stage, everything changed. And now I was in the real world. And that was big stuff for me. So it took me a while to get my feet under me. But as I've said before, I did get my feet under me. And the rest is history. So the other story, again, goes back to college. And this is on the baseball field. This story was probably the highlight, the the big moment in my college career. It was my junior year, and it was another May day, and it was windy, but this time it was a cool day at the baseball stadium. And Central Michigan University, whom I played for, was playing the Toledo Rockets. And we were down to one game that if we won, then we would be Mid-America Conference champions. And we got out to uh, an early 6 nothing lead. Things seemed to be going our way really, really well. I had hit a home run earlier in the game to help us get to that 6 nothing lead. And slowly but surely, Toledo started chipping away at the lead. And they eventually tied the game at 6. So it was late in the game. We worked the bases loaded, and it was my turn to hit. So here I am, game tied at six. The entire conference championship on the line came up to bat. Do you think I had doubt? Do you think I had fear? You bet I did. Was I brave? Absolutely. Did I overcome those doubts and fears to succeed? At this point, folks, I certainly did. What did I do? I had a grand slam home run that won the conference championship for myself and for Central Michigan University. So what was my r- initial reaction after reaching the summit of my college baseball career? I was running around the bases. My arms were not all the way up. They were only half raised. and I was thinking to myself, kind of like in graduation day, holy crap, I can't believe I just did that. And I kept that stunned reaction until much later that night, when it finally had sunk in, what I had did, a major accomplishment. And finally, I let it all loose, and then I jumped up and down and screamed, but it was hours and hours later. So, those are my two stories as far as reacting to when you reach your summit. So when you reach your goal, you never really know how you will react. Some of us, or excuse me, you never know how you're going to react. I'm going to start that paragraph over again. When you reach your goal, you never really know how you will react. Some will depend on the situation. Is it sports related? It's probably going to be more fanatical. Is it business related? It's probably going to be subdued a little bit. Is it school related? Or is it a personal goal that you have just reached, such as losing weight, finishing school, some of it's going to depend on you, and celebration, some of us shout, some laugh, some cry tears of joy, others will well up with pride, and there may be a combination of some of those in there as well. Folks, whatever the reaction is, celebrate to its fullest. Celebrate to the max or the maximum, but don't vandalize though, just saying. In the workplace, we see celebration happen in a more refined fashion, mostly because we have become more refined as adults. Celebration occurs at work uh, for anniversary milestones, such as five years, 10 years, all the way up to 25, 30 years. Some are simple birthday celebrations or a special award for a job well done. The celebration is usually applause, and then cake, some handshakes, some HR safe hugs, and maybe some small tokens of appreciation. A watch, a tie, maybe something funny that's kind of an inside joke that is unique to the individual. For the company that I worked for in the restaurant industry, I received a nice watch for my many years of service, followed by a nice lunch and a write-up in the company newsletter. They even gave me a little bonus as well. For people listening out there who own companies or run departments, those shows of appreciation go a very long way to keep employees happy, and more importantly, well, I'm going to start that paragraph over again. For people listening out there who own companies or run departments, those shows of appreciation go a very long way to keep employees happy and to keep your employer retention at a high level. Celebrating a personal goal is unique to the individual. Maybe you will go out for a few drinks, a movie, a dinner, vacation to a favorite place maybe. Having friends over is a is a big way that people celebrate as well. It could be anything that is special for that person. As a single man, me that is, celebrations would be around getting together with friends for dinner and a few drinks. Celebrating a special time with special people is always a great way to rejoice. In my married years, my wife and I would celebrate by eating popcorn at a local movie theater. That's right, we went to eat popcorn and it just so happens that there was a movie playing, and I say that tongue-in-cheek. But we love the popcorn at Goodrich Quality Theaters. Thank you, Goodrich, for the best movie popcorn in the world. And good movies, too. So celebrate, be proud, jump up and down, laugh, cry. However your celebration comes out, just do it, celebrate. After that, you just have to start thinking about the next hill that you're gonna climb. Okay, it's that time again, the draws cast quote of the day. I think that I'm liking this feature, getting thought-provoking quotes Let's start that one again. The silence is where you would say the draw's Cast Quote of the Day. Okay, it's that time again. The draws Cast Quote of the Day. I think I'm liking this feature because it's getting thought provoking quotes from some of the best minds in the world. This one comes from Jewish philosopher, rabbi, and American civil rights activist Abraham Joshua Heschel. Quote. People of our time are losing the power of celebration. Instead of celebrating, we seek to be amused or entertained. Celebration is an active state, an act of expressing reverence or appreciation. To be entertained is a passive state. It is to receive pleasure afforded by an amusing act or a spectacle. Celebration is a confrontation, giving attention to the transcendent meaning of of one's actions. I love that, giving attention to the meaning of one's actions. It's deep, absolutely. If you would like to rewind that a few times or go back a little bit and listen to it again, I think the more you listen to it, the more that it really hits home. So this is going to do it for this episode, and this will conclude the six steps of my keynote, Finding the Mountain Climber in You. If this keynote or any work of mine might be of interest to you, listen to Kyla's details at the end on how you can get a hold of me. Folks, no homework. You have earned a rest. I love Las Vegas. That's right. I said that. I love Las Vegas. That is going to be the title of my next episode. I'm not a gambler or much of a partier. So, why do I love Las Vegas? Find out when we meet again inside the DrawsCast podcast. And oh, by the way, as a special announcement, I have dropped the price of my book. The paperback version of my book now on Amazon and Barnes & Noble is $9.99, and the ebook version is $4.99. Kyla can tell you the title, but you can look it up by my name too. Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, P, as in Paul, Drozdowski, D as in David, R-O-Z, D-O-W-S-K-I. That's going to do it. This is you succeeding. Keep it up. Bye for now. Kyla.